Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Bum, bum, bum. Don't y'all love the intro? Everybody, this is Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Jordan Young. Today, join with me is Bandera Barter and Jacob Aromi. We have a really good action-packed show for you guys. Actually, it's going to be a little bit new. We have some new segments coming up for you guys. Um, Actually, we're going to have new segments coming up throughout this entire week to bring some new energy and some freshness to Bobcat Radio. So that's going to be extremely fun. And you guys are going to get a little taste of that today. But before we get into all of that, let's just talk about some of the topics we're going to be talking about. We're talking about some softball. Baseball is now now the 10th ranked team in the nation um we also have tennis who had their um the coach had her last home game and amaya Alyssa, who was breaking school records left and right every single week um if you guys have any questions or comments that you guys have for any sports takes you can call the radio station at 512-245-3473 again that is 512-245-3473 and now let's hear an ad from our sponsors Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is the sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats. Drinks. Scenic views. Now, I don't know about y'all, but the weekend is a busy time, and it's also the busiest time for sports. And sometimes I just can't remember everything that happened. So, and I know that some that is how you guys feel. So, don't be worried. We have a new segment called Catch Catch Up that's going to catch you up on everything that happened over this weekend for Texas State. It's time to recap the latest Texas State and San Marcos High School events with today's edition of Cats Catch Up. Bendera, talk to me about what tennis did this weekend. Tennis did, did something pretty cool. Uh, our coach, Tori, Coach Tori Plunkett, had her last match uh, after gaining over 150 career wins. So that's pretty impressive after 19 seasons here at Texas State. Uh, it was also senior night for our two seniors, Hannah Calvillova and Renita Gonzalez. Hannah Calvillova has had a great season here at Texas State, uh, as well as a great career. In 2021, she won the All-Sun Belt Conference Newcomer of the Year, uh, as well as... Uh, she was named Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, or first team in 2021. And then Renita Gonzalez as well, who earned the Texas State Academic Achievement Award this past season. So just pretty good season for Texas State coming up and great great career and uh, season for Coach Tori Plunkett. And then some soccer news. The new soccer coach, Coach Holman, you guys, you know, it's his first year he came um, down from in South Texas. Coach Holman announced hirings of Hannah Smith, Nathan Stocky, and Henry Zapata to his staff. Stocky will serve as an assistant coach, primarily working with the goalkeepers. Zapata joins as the associate head coach, and Smith will be the team director of operations. This is what Coach Holman had to say about his latest hires. I'm excited to finally have our staff in place, and we're all here in San Marcos working together, said Holman. I believe the qualities each of us bring is the perfect blend that will propel us in the program to make big accomplishments. And if you guys know anything about Coach Holman, big accomplishments and record-breaking is kind of the only thing that he does. And another player that does nothing but record-breaking is Alyssa. And Jacob is going to bring us some updates about her and the track team. Yeah, the track team was down in Baton Rouge at Louisiana State University, the Tigers, uh, this past weekend, and they have come away this weekend with seven first place, uh, you know, medals. Uh, Alyssa Wilson got first in women's discus throw and women's hammer throw, 
And uh, she came away first place in those. The discus was a school record, and the hammer throw was the second best in school history. Uh, then we move on to Isaac Zadowitsk, who was first place in men's pole vault, as well as Will Blazer, who was first in men's shot put. Daniel Harold, who placed first in men's 110-meter hurdle. That is the third fastest in school history. As well as Dominic Yancey, who was first place in men's 400 meters. And finally, Quanell Mithimbu, who was first place in men's 3,000 meters. So, seven first places out of uh, for Texas State down in Baton Rouge this weekend. And a lot lot of history made like you talked about earlier this track and field team is having truly an historical season and I'm really glad that we have the opportunity to cover it and kind of witness the history that they are they are uh, making and, and giving to the school I know track meets aren't something conventionally people just go watch for fun but if you want to go see some history making um, go watch a track team because Alyssa usually does it every single weekend somehow some way now I know it is April, so you usually don't think football, but spring football is actually in full swing, and the boys have their spring football game this Saturday at 11 o'clock alongside with Fan Fest. So if you guys want to see out there and go see what the boys will probably be putting out there on the field in the fall, go check them out this Saturday at 11. And in some big, big news, Texas State finally announced their new president. Um, the new president came from Arkansas State. His name is Kelly R. Damphouse. Um, he used to be, he was at the president for Arkansas State for five years, and he obviously will be taking over Denise Strauss, who announced her retirement um, early in August after her cancer diagnosis. So everybody, we have do now have our new um, chancellor, and it's going to be really interesting to see what he can do for the sports program. Uh, he actually was the chancellor of Arkansas State. I think he said president of Arkansas State. And then I think he said president of Arkansas State, then chancellor at Texas State, which it's reversed. But, yeah, uh, big news for Texas State. It took, uh, took a little while to find him. But, uh, it you know, took us um, six months to find him, but we finally got our guy. Yeah, and they're taking they're taking a lot from Arkansas State. I also just want to add uh, another layer to the football game this upcoming Saturday at 1130. Uh, Spavadol's kind of said that, you know, between Lane Hatcher, who is a transfer from Arkansas State, the quarterback, and uh, Ty Evans, who has been riding the bench here in San Marcos for the past couple years, it's gonna. This game is gonna say a lot on who the starting quarterback is at the beginning of next season. So that'll be definitely something that, if you want to go out to see, you can. I think Bobcat fans are gonna be really excited to see um, who's gonna be the quarterback because I'm. We've had some really rough quarterback play these last few seasons. It's going to be really nice to see if we can finally get that position solidified. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be fun. Usually spring games are, are very just lighthearted, you know, time, and I'm, I'm sure it will be. But at the same time, it's a place where the coaches, you know, get to get to really see their players in a, in a game setting, the most game setting you can get until opening day in September, I believe. But uh, it's it's a place to make decisions for them. Well, moving on, let's talk about our lady softball team. They had a few games, obviously, this weekend. They had played Louisiana. They had a 5-4 win against Louisiana on Sunday. Um, I don't really – they had – wait. Oh, yes, they rallied to make a 2-0 deficit. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, come on, Sunbelt. Mm. So what do you guys think about the, um, the baseball team and Coach Richie Woodward? She's been here for 22 years, and the team, hopefully they're on an upswing during the Sunbelt Conference play. They have kind of honestly increased their intensity. I know earlier in the season we were all kind of worried about – 
why they weren't playing up to what they were projected because I think we all remember they were projected to be number one up in the Sun Belt and they have yet to play up to those expectations but it seems like they're going to kind of make a, that like late season turn which is I'm really excited about um, and which is really good because I think this is the time where you need to do that coming into these Sun Belt games so that, that will increase um, your standings more than any obviously non-conference game so what do you guys think about the softball team? Yeah, I think, like you said, uh, they're getting hot at the right time. And uh, they, they had two kind of big losses to uh, the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana. But then, like you said, we came back from that 2-0 deficit to really kind of get a big win right here where it really mattered. And we got a lot of big performances, especially from uh, sophomore Kat Krennic. She got a RBI, and she's really been leading this team, uh, hitting in that leadoff spot and averaging over uh, 400 in her batting percentage. So players like her and also Sarah Vanderford who's leading the team in home runs right now are really kind of carrying this team right now and getting them in the place where they need to be yeah and y'all talk about getting hot at the right time but at the same time there isn't uh I still think there's more negatives coming out of this past weekend than positives you know you get shut out in the first game uh then the second game you get run ruled in the fifth inning and uh that is you know just getting run ruled is never ideal and but uh you the the Bobcats did come back. Uh, they did make a little bit of a rally to take out the Raging Cajuns and prevent the sweep, but there's still a lot of holes to clean up right now. And uh, their next game is Thursday in Huntsville against Sam Houston, who the baseball team just lost to last Tuesday. So let's see if the, the softball team can get a little revenge for them. And speaking about the baseball team, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but our baseball team is recently ranked number 10. Let me say that again. Number 10 in the nation um i don't know if that's the highest rank they've been in history i'm gonna go on a limb and say that we probably have our baseball team was only around since the 80s and i don't think we've never had a season like this um ever so to see our baseball team be ranked number 10 and they went to the one of the most beautiful baseball college baseball stadiums in the country in the appalachian mountains and got the sweep against appalachian state so what do you guys think about that sweep against a Sunbelt conference opponent um it was great it was a very 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 great uh series there was some great performances that we will talk about a little bit later here after the break. But overall, uh, you know, they dropped that game against Sam Houston in the midweek game last Tuesday, and things looked a little bit shaky, you know. I believe they dropped a game in their last weekend series. So it was, um, you know, there was a moment there where you thought, you know, the Magic may run out for a little bit, and there was a little downspur, but they come out, they sweep Appalachian in North Carolina, and just uh, overall a great series sweep yeah and like you said this is the first time we've ever been ranked this high uh i also think it's the first time i've ever seen a player like dalton shuffield beyond texas state uh it's really cool to see a guy like him uh a guy that's been called the, the best shortstop in the country especially leading this team uh leading off for the team and also uh his average is about 370 right now and also with his stolen bases he's attempted 11 stolen bases and gotten 10 of them which is very impressive especially coming out of that first position in the batting order it's just really nice to have a guy like that really leading this team in the in the batting order and leading this team metaphorically I'm just happy that they can bounce back because when they went one and three in their end or one and two in their last three game in that little three game stretch right there, I got really nervous because I know how posters can be to schools like some like non power five schools when they're um and when they're ranked and they do have like those little bit of slides they like to really punish you and take you out of the um the rankings completely. But I really we showed that we deserve to be in the rankings and we had a few teams that did lose up in the higher up in the rankings that allowed us to make that huge jump um from where we were so that did kind of like lose in my concerns but this is what i wonder 
this what that stretch showed me is that we can we are a team that will play down to our opponents and i don't think that is something that you can you can't sustain success and be a championship team if you play to the level of your opponents um do y'all think that is a concern because that is a concern that i do share um i do want to find out about that but unfortunately it is 11 10 so we're gonna have to take uh, a break but i will be happy to talk about that when we come back so stay tuned because you're listening to ktsw 89.9 do you guys think that the baseball team plays down to their opponents? Um, did you guys agree with that assessment or no? I think so. We have some kind of big losses to teams like Coastal Carolina as well as Incarnate Word. And so that, that, that is a little worrying just seeing that, you know, we can beat teams like Texas, but then lose games like that. But like you said, I think we kind of play down to our opponents. So I really think that whenever it comes time, the Dalton Sheffield and other players will really be able to pick up their bootstraps and be able to beat these teams that we know that we can beat. We have the talent to beat. It's just a matter of making sure that everyone's got their head in the right place and playing their hardest. I think they have played down to some opponents, but at the end of the day, I think baseball is one of those games that really anything can happen. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of a lot of big teams like Texas really, really struggle this season, but uh, it's just... It's kind of an everyday thing. I feel like baseball is one of those sports where skill is, it doesn't not matter, but some days it doesn't matter if you have skill or not. You have to get lucky. You have to get hits at certain times. And sometimes, you know, the ball just doesn't go your way. And so I think no matter how much skill or talent you have on a team, some days it just doesn't go your way. But for the Bobcats, it has pretty much the whole season, which is uh, very good to see for Trout and the boys. And you guys, one of our new segments is called Player Spotlight. And this is where we're just going to come and we're going to bring about a player from Texas State or San Marcos that we think deserves to have some um, some shine on them. And today, our Player Spotlight is going to come from the baseball team. And Jacob, talk about Jacob or what is his name? <laughs> Levi Wells. There I want to I want to bring up Levi Wells because uh, he had his very first uh, complete game this past Saturday in uh, Boone, North Carolina, and uh, yeah, he went the distance for the Bobcats. They ended up winning the game. Let me get the stats. Yeah, so overall, they came into the game. They uh, won the game six to two. He let up an early two runs. Uh, one came in the first inning and another in the sixth inning. And, um, yeah, just overall an incredible performance from him. And, uh, like I said, first complete game, I think, from any Bobcat this season. Very rare to see, but it definitely saves that bullpen up. And I'm sure it played into, you know, it played into factoring into the win the next day. And it might even factor into the, the game tomorrow night, which is uh, – in college station against A&M and you know when you have a complete game over the weekend it's going to give your bullpen a lot of rest and it's going to get them really really sharp if they have to come out during a midweek game and I just want to once again highlight Alyssa Wilson and just about how dominant she has been she literally has rewritten the school book on throwing competitions this year in track and field she has broke several records every single track meet this year and she has she did it last weekend i think she broke three or five records school records and she broke two sunbelt records um this chick is just dominating the track and the field this year she is killing it she's really out there representing tech state in a really real way and it's honestly kind of like an iconic and legendary run i don't know how many people can say that they have broken a school record every single time that they stepped out on the field but Alyssa wilson can say that she can say that not even just one she's broken 
multiple. multiple. Every single time she stepped out on the field. This girl is unstoppable, and I am really excited to see what she does um, down in Louisiana and then what she does down here in Charles Austin when we have that um, track meet in a few weeks. Yeah, I believe I believe I saw something. Her last hammer throw was the farthest hammer throw for any uh, man or woman athlete in the nation this year. So uh, big props to her. She's out there really making making history. So Alyssa Wilson, Levi Wells, uh, Player Spotlight, you know, they, they've done incredible things this past weekend and uh, have really propelled the Bobcats into success. Okay, so you know the next thing we're getting into, y'all. We wanted to bring you guys some highlights, and so we're going to bring you highlights through our voices because we are a radio station. So our next segment is called Weekend Reflections, and we do not have a drop right now, but we will have a drop next week. We are still building this revamp Bobcat Radio, but Jacob, I want you to start us off on our new segment of Weekend Reflections. Come and tell me what was a highlight this weekend that just blew your mind that you just had to bring to the audience. Yeah, I'm going to take it back to Texas State Baseball. Um, There were a lot of moments. uh, Cameron Gibbons and Jordan Rutherich both made incredible fielding plays in the field that were, uh, you know, that were nominated for stuff like D1 Baseball Top 10 and stuff. But uh, one that I really want to point out is the six-foot freshman at a Liberty Hill High School, Ryan Leary, his home run in, again, the same Saturday game that Levi Wells pitched the full game. He had a home run in the fifth inning. It was his first collegiate home run. Uh, Dalton Shuffield was having a little bit of... Uh, he, he came out of the game pretty early. Ryan Leary stepped in for him at the shortstop position and went yard in the fifth first, like I said, first collegiate home run. And uh, this highlight was huge for the team for the win, and I think it's huge just to show how much depth they really have. So props to you, Ryan Leary. Congratulations on your first home run of your college career. Now, Bandera, I'm going to need a little Stephen A-style description of your highlight. I don't know what it was. I'm pretty sure it had to do with the Mavericks because you are a little Mavericks homie. It always has to do with the Mavericks. So what was your highlight? What was your highlight from this weekend? Okay, I don't know if I can go full Stephen A, but I will do my absolute best. Maybe skip. Maybe skip. Maybe skip. That might be a little more skip? Maybe skip. I don't know if I could if I could do skip either. But I will say it had to be the Mavericks, of course, with the gigantic win over the Bucks uh, in a very early game. So not a lot of people caught it, but it was on national TV, which is a very big game, especially for Luca. He always shows out in these national TV games, and it really looked like the Mavericks were in trouble uh, at the beginning. In the first quarter, the then the score was or the score at the end of the first quarter was 33-25, Milwaukee Bucks leading, and then after that, the Mavericks really picked it up. Uh, got a lot of production from players like Dinwiddie and even Maxi Kleba. And then, uh, but my main highlight would have to be in the fourth quarter, whenever the Mavericks were down, it was 90-91, and it really seemed like, the, the, they kind of kept going back and forth, but it didn't really seem like the Mavericks had any kind of hold on the game, and then Luka hits a step back three right over Giannis in his face to take the lead in the fourth quarter, and then from that point on, the Bucks had no answer, that they could not stop Luka, they couldn't stop his, uh, he also had over 10 assists in the third quarter, by the third quarter, so... Uh, it just it just seems like the Mavericks are really hitting on all cylinders right now, and especially doing this against a team like the Bucks, it's just very impressive, especially after what we've seen Giannis do this season and this past season. It's just really nice to see, especially after the Porzingis trade, where we were really looking to see where the Mavericks would come to improve. It seems like right now they're they've done everything that they've needed to do, and they're going really hot into the playoffs, which I'm really excited to see. No, nobody want to ask me about my highlight. I'll ask you about your highlight. Um, Jordan, thank you. What was your highlight of the weekend? Your weekend reflection. Thank you for asking, Jacob. 
Let me tell you, this was my highlight, and I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but if you didn't, you needed to. So let me take you down the journey of a one-legged three-point shot. Okay, so imagine you're Kevin Durant. You're about seven foot tall with a 14-inch foot that stopped you from going on in the rounds of the playoffs, okay? You're dribbling down the court, right? You're doubled because Kyrie ain't vaccinated, so he can't play in New York home games, all right? So uh, he's back now, actually. Kyrie but he wasn't in this back. game. Okay. He wasn't in this game. Fair enough. Unvaccinated. That's why. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So you're dribbling, right? You get past half court. You shaking. You diving. And ain't nobody stopping you, okay? You cannot, You don't know if you're going to score. So what do you do when you're Kevin Durant and you're seven foot? I'm guessing a one-legged three-pointer. There you go. You prop up on one foot. You prop up on one foot. And then you do a floater three like you are Jesus. And it swooshes in the net. He did a crane three-point shot from beyond the arc and that was a beautiful thing i have never seen a one-legged three-pointer i don't know if any of y'all have ever seen a one-legged three-pointer floater i would have to say uh luka Doncic's game winner one the three-pointer floater game winner it wasn't like this one-legged he was like a flamingo the one over there. memphis he was I'm, a flamingo uh, up in there i'm sorry it i think was he's, beautiful i think he might have stole beautiful. it from luka actually it was beautiful I but I don't, I don't know, know if it was the original but that was my highlight from this weekend was seeing a Flamingo-style um, three-point shot from Kevin Durant. But you guys, that was this weekend reflection. And you will see weekend reflections every single Monday. And BC, the BCR crew is going to bring some hot highlights with you guys. And in the future, maybe we'll have some audio. But moving on to national sports, or maybe should I say moving on across the river. Now it's time to take a look across the river. All right, y'all. So moving on across the river, we have some really exciting national sports going on. Obviously, we had the women's national championship game. So we're going to head on and get into that. Coach Dawn Stanley got her second national championship for her program down there in South Carolina. They beat UConn 64 to 49, um, led by their defensive player of the year and just player of the year. Um Aaliyah Boston. She was dominating forward. And if you guys know anything about Aaliyah Boston's story, let me just take you guys down a little road. So South Carolina is obviously they're one of the story franchises in women's basketball right now. And they had they were in the final last season against Stanford. And in the last few seconds, the game was tied. Oh, no, it was not tied. It was 64 to 66. Um, South Carolina had the ball. One of their players went up for a layup, missed it. They had a few seconds left in the Leah Boston. She got the rebound and she tipped it up. And let me do, if you just see everyone on the sidelines, the fans, the coaches, the players, they started celebrating as soon as Aaliyah got the hand, got the ball in her hand and put it up because they thought she was going to make it. And unfortunately, it did not hit the thing. It hit the rim. And there's a meme of her that went around every that went around the entire year. Her crying, it kind of turned into like her old local little Jordan crying meme. Um, she was it was a really powerful meme. And it fueled her and the team to come this year and win. And she had a powerful quote in her post game. She said, um, Last year, everybody saw me crying, but now I'm crying happy tears. Now watch me smile as I win this national championship. And I was like, well, you kind of just sealed the book to all your little haters. You did come back. You said you were going to win the national championship because you did not like seeing your face crying all over the Internet. And that is exactly what her and Don Staley and the girls did last um, last night. So I don't know if you guys saw the game, but how do you guys think about the game? And what do you think about South Carolina? Because 
they're to me they are on the verge of becoming a new dynasty. UConn has dominated women's basketball for a long time. Um, coach, I forget his name, Zerino or something like that. He was eleven and zero. He's now eleven and one in championship games, and the tide is kind of turning. Everybody's kind of looking at Don Staley to kind of take that ma- uh, mantle and be the next dominant program in women's college basketball. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It seemed like they dominated that game. Uh, it, there was points where it was close, but really throughout, it seemed like they had complete control and just did not give up at all. And it, it was a little surprising just to see, like you said, the UConn coach, uh, he had an 11-0 and record in the finals. I thought that even though South Carolina had probably had the better regular season, I thought that he and his team might come out even hotter in these finals just because he's so used to it. He's so used to that moment. But that's why it was even more impressive to see that this South Carolina team win the game. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, when you think of women's college basketball, you think of UConn and just, uh, you know, that that standard that they have and that grasp that they have around the entire league. And um, but South Carolina, I think uh, it is time for somebody else. And I'm glad And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't only just a loss of UConn like UConn got beat. They got beat. They they got beat pretty bad. Uh, Fifteen point uh, differential in the game, and um, you know at the same time South Carolina. Congrats, but I wouldn't be surprised to see UConn come back next year and the years after, just even stronger than ever. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think UConn's run here is I think it's coming to an end now. Um, Dawn Staley. I don't know if you guys know anything about her, but she's a seven-time Olympic gold medalist with the um, U.S. women's team. She's also the head coach of the U.S. Olympic team, um, and this team is set up to be a dynasty. Um, she has went to the Final Four. I uh, she let's see. She's been there for 22 years. I think she's been to 10 Final Fours. Um, this is back-to-back um, finals appearances. Um, obviously, like I just said, they were very close to winning last. Last year, I mean, literally a ball hit the rim. And I do think this team will be back. They are freshmen, they are young, and they are hungry, and they also want to build that dynasty. So I could really see this team when coming back to back and winning the championship again. Um, Don Staley, that's what she want to do, just like Pat Summit did in Tennessee down there in the 90s, and just like obviously Geno did um, here in the mid-2000s and stuff like that. But I think this the new program in women's college basketball is South Carolina. They're going to be here to stay. But moving on to the men's, and they're national championship game is today obviously we have kansas and north carolina north carolina beat their arch rivals duke this past weekend and coach k's final season and final game so before we even just talk about the like matchup let's talk about coach k if i'm coach k dang my two final my two losses that stopped me from progressing or both against my rival north carolina my last home game in the dome was I lost against North Carolina, and then you stopped me from getting to a my last attempt of winning a championship was also North Carolina. Like, if I'm a Duke fan, I might have to go cry. It might have been my 13th reason. Well, I mean, well, um, I, I, think, I think most goats or greatest of all times, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, go out on losses it's just age and it's it's kind of you know it's it's a telling tale of you know all right it's time to wrap it up we we're seeing coach k do it we, uh you know if tom brady stuck to his guns he would have done it last season but you only it's very rare to see players go out on a high you know what i mean uh manning did it a couple years ago Peyton, not eli um and you know a couple other players like ray lewis you see it very very 
very uh, sparse. But usually, Jordan, he went out on a loss. I'm not going to lie. LeBron, he, I don't know if he's ever going to win again. But my point is, it's it's... Along with retirement, it's kind of saying, okay, you're like, my time has passed. But do you not think this is a bit different, though? You were on the precipice. Like, you were there. It's not like, yeah, Jordan, he played with the Wizards. Like, we knew he wasn't going to do anything. Like, there was a few people who, like, yeah, we knew they weren't going to win. Coach K was winning. I mean, you were in the Final Four. Like, that's not, like, going out badly. But at the same time, you would think that the team would have enough, like, gusto and upsetness about losing coach k's final home game to the your rival and then you lose a final four to your rival like you would think that you would bring a certain level of energy to that game especially as the number two seed uh, i was really surprising to see them go down to i it is their rivals and a really good north carolina team but being the number eight seed in the final four that pretty big upset right there unc should have been ranked number eight i i think it was i think it was kind of crazy that they came into this uh number eight and I mean, they're just a team that's always going to show up in March. And I, I said it before the game, the Duke game. I said if if North Carolina wins, I think they win the whole thing just because of the momentum that they'll have. And then I said I think if Duke wins, Kansas will win. I don't. I did not expect. I did not think Coach K was going to go out on top either way. And I think it's like even though he got to the Final Four. I, I think if you're Duke, you're, you're thinking at least make it to the Final Four because that's when you're really going to start playing teams that are there to compete for championships that are constantly there and unc first year with the new head coach it's kind of a it's kind of a sign saying okay they moved on and now look they're they're farther than we we are right and especially with guys like caleb love the game that he had he just really stood out ridiculous and it seemed like duke it it seemed like they knew what they needed to do to cover all their bases, but nothing more than that. And that's why a guy like Caleb Love was really able to like stand out and score 28 points, have four rebounds, and really just kind of take over this game, lead them to the win. So I think one of the storylines coming out of this game is, is the head coaches. Like you said, Herbert Davis is the head coach for the um, Tar Heels, and this is his first year, obviously, taking over from the legendary Roy Williams. So for you to come to a final in your first season and, ho- and have a chance to get a national championship, that is iconic. But you also have Bill Self on the other side who only has one he's been at kansas for a fat minute now uh i think he's been there he's been there over 20 years and his last championship came in 2008 um we were all seven up in here jacob i don't know you were maybe what, what six what were you, uh, six? in 2007 yeah that was five no 2008 i was six yeah you were six so we were six and seven last time bill self won his last championship and kansas has been itching kansas is one of those storied franchises in college basketball so it's going to be really interesting to see if the newcomer can get his first or if the old head can go get his sec his long awaited second that he's been chasing for about 15 years now so it's going to be really interesting to see which coach prevails but moving on guys that we have weather jacob give us some weather uh, so looking at today in San Marcos, it is pretty much cloudy all day. Currently, it is 72 degrees and is slowly going to rise throughout the day. The high of today will be 84 and the low is 63, which will come in the middle of the night tonight. Also in the middle of tonight is a very, very low uh, chance of rain, around 30 percent thunderstorms for a couple hours throughout the night. But tomorrow we are going to wake up to uh, the sun slowly coming out on Tuesday, which is a high of 93 and a low of 64 other than that a couple it will chill down a little bit later on towards the weekend but other than that it is a uh, springtime and it's getting hot here in san marcus 
Thank you for our weather meteorologist, Jacob Aromi. Um, you guys, just be patient with our BCR crew. We are implementing new segments and new programming into BCR um, this week. So it's going to be kind of having some rough patches until we work this thing out. But be patient with our guys. We are trying to bring you guys a new, refreshing, um, amazing show. But I'm your host, Jordan Young. I was joined by Jacob Aromi on the boards and Bandera Barter as our co-host. Thank you for listening to Bobcat Radio. You can listen to Bobcat Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 to 1130 here on KTSW. And don't forget that you can also listen to sports updates on Other Side Drive at 5 o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thank you for listening to Bobcat Radio. Now let's get you to the other side of radio.